1: White Sox fans, this is your Sox Machine White Sox wake-up call for Thursday, April 21st, 2022. I'm Josh Nelson. I hope your 420 day was a lot better than the White Sox had. Playing in a doubleheader as the Monday and Tuesday games were postponed due to weather in Cleveland, the White Sox and Guardians make up one of those missed games on Wednesday, in Game 1 of the doubleheader, it was Shane Bieber on the mound for Cleveland against Dallas Keuchel, already going to be a tough test for the White Sox. After the second inning, which included a Jose Ramirez grand slam, Cleveland was winning 10 to nothing. Keuchel did not record an out in the second inning. And honestly, we don't even have to talk about the rest of the Game 1 as the White Sox lost 11-1. It was an absolute mess. The first two batters in the game for Cleveland reached on an error. Tim Anderson himself committed three errors in the game. The White Sox defense was absolutely awful. This is one of the undercurrent issues heading into 2022 that's always been a concern. How will the White Sox improve defensively? We've seen this season, especially at home against the Seattle Mariners, where the White Sox have played excellent defense. Then there's the first two innings against Cleveland and poor defensive play carried into game two of the double header. Keiko's final line was one inning pitched. He allowed 10 hits, 10 runs. Eight of those were earned one walk and he did not strike out anyone. His season ERA is now 16 and a half. All of this damage came on 48 pitches. While that's awful, the postgame comments are not better from Keichel. When he was asked about the poor defensive play ab- behind him, Keichel said, quote, just when you think you've seen it all, you haven't, end quote. Then asked about how he performed, Keichel said, quote, I'll take nine singles and a blast, three hard hit balls all day, first pitch swings, ground balls, I mean, really all I wanted, end quote. Now Keiko must not be aware of baseball savant because technically he allowed five hard hit balls with an exit velocity greater than 98 miles per hour. Ramirez's grand slam came in at an exit velocity of 111 miles per hour. So talking about Keiko first, in today's Major League Baseball, you cannot get away with not striking anyone out. I loved watching Mark Burley pitch. The dude had 45 or 50 great stuff but he had 60-grade command. He could work both sides of the plate and could get away striking out four in seven innings because opposing batters had a terrible time squaring him up. Keuchel has 40-grade stuff and 40-grade command right now, and I don't think he understands just how close he's inching to DFA territory. We'll discuss this topic in more length in Sox Machine Live, which the audio version of that show will be in your podcast feed tomorrow morning, but the concern was that Keuchel lost his command in 2021, his ERA ballooned, and he was left off the postseason roster. After a good start against Seattle, Keuchel regressed and got smacked out of the second inning and again didn't demonstrate the best teammate support with his postgame comments. I don't think the Keuchel era is going to last as long as we think it will. Now, the defense was a serious problem. Tim Anderson probably should have been benched after the second inning. He was awful. He was also caught on camera, flipping off fans in Cleveland. So, after Kyrie Irving did the same in Game 1 of the NBA playoffs and got fined for it, expect Anderson to also be fined for his gesture. Then there's the offense. 18 innings of baseball, two runs scored. In the last six games, the White Sox have scored 12 runs. And very surprising season slash lines by three players that I was expecting better to start 2022. Luis Robert is in a slump right now. He's hitting 175 with a 195 on base percentage and slugging 350. Yasmani Grandal... I've got no clue what his strategy is right now when he's at the plate. He's hitting 121 with a 171 on base percentage and slugging 212. He's got seven strikeouts to two walks, so Grandal is not walking. Gavin Sheets is hitting 167 with a 200 on base percentage and slugging just 333. The White Sox only have four hitters with an OPS above 700. That's Tim Anderson. Andrew Vaughn, Adam Engel, and A.J. Pollock in two games. Everyone else on the roster has an OPS below 700. They are not walking. They are not hitting. The offense is in a team-wide slump. Hopefully, yesterday was a wake-up call for the White Sox. With the two losses, they are now 6-5, and five, tied with Cleveland for first place in the American League Central.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Fingers crossed weather holds off today in Cleveland. There's a 56% chance of rain before first pitch, but that drops off later in the afternoon as a pleasant heat wave moves into the Midwest. Tony the Rusa is asking Dylan Cease to be his stopper. Cease on the years 2-0 with a 1.69 ERA. He's one of the few White Sox pitchers who has kept Jose Ramirez at bay in nine at-bats. Ramirez only has two hits against Dylan Cease, and he doesn't have a home run or an RBI. On the mound for Cleveland will be Zach Pleasak. He's 0-1 for the season, but has a 1.64 ERA and 7 strikeouts. If you're looking for a pick to click, Luis Robert may be a good choice as he's 5-10 for against Plesak in their short careers. Tim Anderson has two home runs off Plesak in his career. The White Sox desperately need a good day to rinse out the bad taste away from yesterday and avoid being swept in Cleveland. First pitch is going to be at 12.10 p.m. Central Time. It might be delayed, so just brace for that. Which you can watch the game on NBC Sports Chicago or listen on the radio at ESPN 1000 AM. Down on the farm in Nashville, the Charlotte Knights are not having any fun. After losing by seven runs in the first game of the series, the Knights lost last night by seven runs again, this time 8-1. to one. Blake Brotherford is on a tear of sorts if you're looking for something optimistic. He went 2-for-4 and is hitting .333 with a 965 OPS to start the season. A bit surprising. Mike Rodolfo and Nick Shofo were the other Knights batters with hits. The Knights are now 6-8 and eight on the season, and Jim Margulis is covering these Knights games and will have more details in the future Sox minor league notes on SoxMachine.com this morning. In Birmingham, Gilbert Sanchez had himself a day going 3-for-5 with three RBIs, including the go-ahead 2 RBI single in the sixth inning to help propel the Barons to a 6 to5 victory over Biloxi. Sanchez is now hitting 343 with a 902 OPS to start 2022, which is impressive. Yoki Suspidus went 2 for four with a double and a stolen base to help his OPS get up to 891. Felix Polino and Garrett Davala, Combined for a five and a third scoreless inning, striking out 11 and walking just two. The Barons are four and seven in 2022. Winston-Salem visited Greenville last night and had 21 hits as a ball club in their nine to four thrashing. Luis Mises, Stu Ellis, and Jason Matthews all went four for five. Oscar Colas went one for five with a walk, and Brian Ramos went two for five with an RBI. Sean Burke made the start for the dash and was all right. He went four and two thirds innings, allowed two earned runs, walked three, struck out six, and allowed just one home run on 87 pitches. His season ERA is now 1.98, and the dash are five and six on the season. Cannapolis was in a tight game, down three to two going into the eighth inning against Fredericksburg. And the Nationals scored 10 runs in the eighth inning to beat the Cannonballers 13 to two. Cole Seamus was impressive again in the start, going five innings, allowing two hits, two earned runs, one walk, nine strikeouts on 78 pitches, but the reliever combo of Addison Coffey and Chase Blymel combined for one out, and they allowed six hits, ten runs, nine earned, they walked five, and the one out was a strikeout, the Cannonballers dropped to seven and four. For more insight on the minor leaguers, make sure to subscribe to the Future Sox podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Mike Rakehead and James Fox this week sit down with good friend Jim Callis of MLB.com to talk about the early returns from the White Sox prospects in 2022. Around Major League Baseball, Miguel Cabrera is one hit shy of 3,000 as he collected three hits but the Tigers' bullpen couldn't hold back the Yankees as they lose 5-3. The Tigers are now 4-7, while the Yankees approved to 7-5. The Texas Rangers turned a triple play against the Seattle Mariners last night. The Los Angeles Dodgers go 6-1 on their homestand as they win another series, beating the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves 5-1. The Dodgers are 9-3, while the Braves drop to 6-8. San Diego Padres behind Mackenzie Gore blanked the Cincinnati Reds 6-0. The Reds are 2-11 to start the season, while the Padres are 9-5. Baltimore shuts out Oakland 1-0, but only 2,000 people were in attendance as athletic fans are protesting how the team is being ran. Good for them. St. Louis shut out the Marlins 2-0 as they scored both runs in the top of the ninth inning. Shohei Otani struck out 12 Houston Astros hitters as the Angels one-hit Houston and win six to nothing. The Angels are leading the American League West as they are eight and five to start 2022. Carlos Urdan was terrific again for San Francisco. He's got 29 strikeouts in his first three starts as the Giants beat the New York Mets 5-2. Rodon is now 2-0 with a 1.06 ERA. The Blue Jays beat the Red Sox 6-1. The Diamondbacks, as a team before last night, were hitting below 160, but they racked up 10 hits against the Washington Nationals on their way to an 11-2 victory. The Milwaukee Brewers beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 4-2. The Philadelphia Phillies outslugged the Colorado Rockies 9-6. The Tampa Bay Rays and Chicago Cubs only played six innings due to rain on the north side, but the Rays easily won 8-2. Marcus Stroman is off to a rough start as he's now 0-2 with an 8.78 ERA. And the Kansas City Royals shut out the Minnesota Twins 2-0 behind Daniel Lynch. So your American League Central standings, Cleveland and the White Sox are tied at 6-5, but the Guardians have a plus 22 run differential while the White Sox have a negative 5 run differential. The Kansas City Royals are 500 at 5 and 5 with a negative 13 run differential. The Tigers are 4 and 7 and in last place are the Minnesota Twins at 4 and 8. That will do it for today's White Sox wake-up call. Later tonight, we'll have Sox Machine live streaming on our YouTube page at youtube.com/slashSoxMachine as we'll recap the Guardian series and look ahead to the weekend series against the Minnesota Twins. If you just discovered Sox Machine or have been a longtime lurker, help support us on Patreon.com/slashSoxMachine. Our Patreon supporters receive exclusive content and free versions of the podcast and website and first opportunity to receive our Sox Machine swag. Monthly plans start at just $2, and you can save with an annual subscription. Again, the website is patreon.com slash Machine. Subscribe to the socks Machine podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine, and you can follow me at Soxmachine Machine underscore Josh. Have a great Thursday, everyone, and thanks for listening to the White Sox Wake Up Call. For SoxMachine.com,